you know, my mom always said, if you, if you're on time, you're already late. No, my mom never said that, but I've heard a lot of people's moms say that. <laughs> Just not yours. Not mine. Anyway. No. So like, uh, what? Uh. It's been a fun week, man, in the news cycle. No, I tell you what, it's just been, uh, you can't seem to get away from your devices to find out what's been going on. Well, here it's we go. been one thing after another. Here we go. Like so. uh, killer bees, pandemics, and fake news. Oh, my. Tonight on the Unframe of Mind show, we'll be discussing the latest topics with you guys. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means. Here we go. I'm hitting the button. You're too far away. I'm too far away. You're too far away. You're listening to the Unframe of Mind Show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your hosts battle the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. Yes, sir, we're battling the forces of evil <laughs> by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. Wherever those walls exist anymore, seems like all of a sudden they don't exist anymore. I know. It seems like all of a sudden we're all just we're we're like told by the government to go into our own little safe spaces, and here we are. Did you the ever four imagine walls of our safe space? Think about this. Last year, I mean, I never would have saw this coming. Never. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, been if, crazy. It, just the amount of like the COVID stuff. I mean, now the, the murder bees, the killer bees or whatever the fuck you want to call them this time, you know, and it's just, now you got this documentary movie coming out in the summer of 2020 and talking about the COVID, the stuff that's going on behind it. And it's just like, good God, dude, I, this is just weird times. We Look, live around in. here. We call it the Rona. Okay. The Rona. We're in the South. We don't the talk Rona. about no COVID, nothing. It's the, the Rona. Rona. <laughs> that's right. In the South, I can we drop make that sound sexy. Yeah, we, we drop we drop first <laughs> syllables of lots of words. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll start off with the, the killer hornet, Asian hornet bee yeah, things and, so, and, and and maybe tell you why you should be offended. What do you think? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's and tell that. people why Might they should be offended well. by that. Let, here we go. And I'm too far away. What's going on here? Batteries. Faux business. Faux business. Faux business. All right. So today on the Phobismist, we're going to explain to you guys why you should be deeply offended by. That's right. Um, where's it at? There it is. Giant Asian hornets. What, what, what are they called? Asian. Well, here they're called murder hornets. M murder hornets. <clears throat> Asian... Because they're responsible for cutting off the heads or eating the heads or decapitating the heads of honeybees. Asian murder hornets. These yeah. things are vile little beasts. You should be deeply offended by these things. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. See, we've got a number of reasons. The first thing that comes to mind is all hornets are offensive to young women because you, you can't you can't just go around calling people whores. It's just wrong. It's just <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> So if you're if you're gonna name your bug after something, don't name it after a whore. That's just inappropriate. It is. It's, it's highly offensive to women everywhere. First of all, I mean, and some men that think they're women. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's so insensitive of me. I meant tra trannies. No, that's also offensive, isn't it? I I just can't get with the I can't get with the program, man. No, I'm having a really tonight. hard time. Trans <laughs> people. Who what are the hell whores. does that have to do with the <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking kind of more along the lines of like the patriarchy with you're hurting my sex. You're hurting my feelings right now. <laughs> Why is that? You're, just, you're laughing at me, not with me. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. This isn't the first time, my friend. <laughs> no, I think it's a patriarchy of the insects when it comes to bees and hornets. Oh, yeah? These little fuckers came over here from China with their little slant little eyes and came over here and just said, hey, motherfuckers, we're boss. 
Look, I mean, you're it's supposed not to be that... telling people why they should be offended, not being offensive. Oh. Listen to you. Well, you, you what's, what's this slanty eye Asian shit you're talking about? I don't know, dude. I thought we got rid of that I, back not, in the 90s. I'm not good at doing this whole left lefty thing. I'm not. Look, look, look. We battled those forces of evil back <laughs> in the 90s, and we got rid of words like gay and... And what'd you just say? Slanty eye Asians? Yeah, we got rid of those back yeah. in the 90s, okay? Okay. You're, you're like three decades behind on your political oh, correctness. I'm, I'm the one that's trying to find something offensive All right, about so, this. No, no, check, check it out. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. These, these Asian hornets, these Asian murder hornets yeah. are coming in illegally, first of all. <laughs> And they're taking the jobs of a, of our legal bees. They just, you know, everybody keeps saying they're just jobs that bees won't do. So we got to bring in the the Asian murder hornets to do the jobs that bees just won't do. Yeah. And as a result, you're getting murder rates of the bees. Honeybees. On the incline. Yeah. Yeah, we totally need the honeybees. I don't see these Asian murder hornets, you know, making any honey anytime soon. Why they got, why do they have to be called Asian? I, mean, I don't know. I, that's just I just I don't know. That's just but check this out. Here's here's one more reason. Um, Asian murder hornets are offensive because they are actually attending bug colleges at higher rates than African dung beetles. That's fact. Hundred percent fact. I'm done with this. One. All right, back to the show. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, thank you for uh, that indulging me. Anyway, so I want to welcome back everybody. Hey, it's good to be back. Sorry we didn't have a morning show. Daniel had a lot to do, so uh, we hope Uh-oh. to get back Ashley Brown says, Monday. hey, guys, with a heart. She says, we're looking good, guys. Hey, thank you. Well, we do take showers occasionally, yeah. and during the shutdown, I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but I've, I've I've increased my once a month shower to like twice a month twice now. A month. So, you know, I'm really feeling fresh and so clean, clean. Man, I have learned mm-hmm. a lot about my body since this whole lockdown. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> do tell. <laughs> That right. Are you also I learning was, about no. what's available on the internet <laughs> no, for your viewing no. pleasure as well? I was in regards to my whole thing with my liver. I wasn't trying to be all sexual <laughs> with this shit. That did not come out right at all. Oh, that's what she said. That's what she said. I walked right into that one, didn't I? Yes, you did. Oh, shit. Yes, you did. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, like, I, I uh, you had a post about the Asian Hornets. Yeah. I was not like, expecting of all that. The, of, of all the content we put out, all the little video, the full-length hour-long yeah. videos, sometimes almost two-hour-long interviews, the five-minute clips, <laughs> the little skits we do, the memes, the posts, the thought-provoking shit we put out. <sighs> no. What gets 2,000 shares? 2,600 shares was a post that I made on Facebook about these Asian hornets. Yeah. And I uh, I made the post not realizing, you know, I was more um, impressed with the size of these things. Yeah. That's why I posted it, you know, because they're two inches and it, you know, it has them laying out in somebody's hand. Right. Kind of give you a, a reference of how big they actually are. And so I made a post. Basically, you could just put it right alongside my penis and they would be roughly the same size. That would be perfect. Yes. Yeah. So I I made the post just, I don't know, it was probably 730 in the evening. And then I put my phone down and I'm laying in bed and all of a sudden I'm hearing ding, 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 (laughs) ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You know, so I check my phone and all of a sudden I'm up to 700 shares on this on this photo. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, and people commenting left and right, which is fine, you know, because a lot of people weren't familiar with this Asian Hornet. Yeah. And I was still kind of doing some research on it and trying to learn a little bit more about this little booger. And, and um, yeah, I, I got off my phone and then <laughs> it's crazy. went to bed, woke up, and it was 2,600 shares. And I'm like, 
It's it's the puppy vids. It's the cat vids. It's the it's two the inch freaky vids. long insect videos. Yeah, I mean, it's the pictures of your kids. The one the one time you want something to go viral, or you do, wouldn't think that it would. It happens to be a photo of a freaking insect. <laughs> it's like what? It would wasn't you, so. Would you say that you you had a, a swarm of social interactions, I Anthony? I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just trying. It made to, me a believer. I was just trying to take the sting out of that last pun there. <laughs> oh fucking! Hell. I'm sorry. No, I, it's I, fine. I, okay, well, I, we got to go with the puns. You know, they're it's my great. favorite. I love them. They're my favorite. You got to right. be on top of it. Yeah. So we've told you why they're offensive, and, they, you, and we can't figure out why everybody likes to share them. I think they're terrified. You know, it's just it's just the whole the whole 2020 is just. What's we're only in May, like the beginning of May. Yeah. <laughs> we're not even halfway through the the year yet. This what, is just, I mean, this is going to be a year that we're never going to forget. If this doesn't, if oh my you god, <laughs> and then we've got, and then we got the the election coming up. Uh, we've got it makes you wonder what the hell's going to happen we, there. We've got the Democrats currently trying to push uh, Biden out <laughs> and replace him with who, God knows who. Yeah, like didn't see that coming. That's never that's never happened before. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just um, this is just. <laughs> It's, it's it just feels different, you know. What's that? Uh, here's another. But um, don't. Uh, Becky says y'all are just winging it. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no. I've got I've got notes. No winging it here. Believe us, we are. You already used that. <laughs> I know. That's all I got. <laughs> you know. Hey, what, you man, know it's, what? You know it's got six legs and is evading America right now. Me. <laughs> what? <laughs> you and I. <laughs> That that was big dick jokes. So I, I was gonna say so human clear. centipede, but have you ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh, it's fucked up, dude. If you I've heard about time, it, no. I'm watch good. that I'm okay. movie, The Human Centipede. I'm good, dude. You gotta watch it. You I've got, heard. I, I'm not like into horror movies and shit like that, and 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 this is just like next level, just fucked up shit. <laughs> if I you get a chance, no, watch I know it. what it's about. I've just I never know. actually seen you need it. To watch anyway. it. So I want to I want to get into this. We we've got this uh, plan plandemic movie dot com cover, yeah. Plandemicmovie.com. Now, for any of you who have been paying attention, there's this uh, video going around. Mm-hmm. And just like the one we talked about with the doctors mm-hmm. that had their dissenting opinion on what's going on, yeah. this video keeps mysteriously just vanishing off the internet everywhere you look. It's all major social media platforms, all major video streaming platforms, mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. This keeps getting. Um, I saw, you know, I was sitting there going through my Facebook feed and it said, uh, oh, Phil Valentine, I, I follow him. Uh, he's a local radio guy. Right. Um, for those I do know. listen to him as well. So, yeah. and, and it said one hour ago, he posted that video we were already talking about this morning. Mm-hmm. So I click it and it takes me to YouTube and says, this video has been removed. It's like, no longer available. Yeah. 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 An hour ago. <clears throat> I'm yeah. like, so. Our video still up on Facebook. Well, fortunately, if you want to watch it, you can go over to BitChute and watch it. And I'll be surprised, honestly, if this one here doesn't end up getting deleted as well. But we'll find out. We're going to play a few clips from that and kind of talk through yeah. some of the concerns and some of the, you know. Now, before we get started into this, if yeah. you guys feel like this is something that other people need to, to watch or um, kind of get educated on, if you're watching from your mobile device, if you look at the very bottom on the left-hand side, it just says share. All you got to do is just share it. Share it and get it out there. For people that might be interested or want to hear about this, because we're going to dive deep into this situation with the the pandemic movie. That's mm-hmm. actually it's a full length movie yeah, documentary. Documentary, yeah. Just released, they just released so. part one of that. Yeah, right. And then we're also going to talk about the whole situation with Project Veritas, which did a CBS dump in the last what two days. Yeah. So we're also going to be talking that. So if you guys want to feel free, just go ahead and take some time and share that out. We would obviously appreciate that. So yeah, absolutely. 
I always forget to tell people to do that. And then people are like, oh, yeah, we should do that. You know, you got to remind them. It's okay. I need to remind. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's just weird. You know, you kind of just assume people are going to share. But right. then, then you, you, I'll be watching a video and they're like, hey, make sure you share, like. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But as of right now. <laughs> I like that, this video. I'm going to click the like button. That's cool. And now, as, as of right now, that pandemic, that 25-minute clip is on our Facebook page over at Unframe of Mind, not the group page, our main page. Yep. So if you want to see it, see the full-length 25-minute video of it, we still have it up. Don't know how long it's going to be there for, but <laughs> we'll find if, out. If you ha- if you want to go take we'll a look at it, out. you can, and obviously share it out as well. So, uh, all right, so let's get into I, it. I had a few clips I wanted to play from it. Um, I'll just go ahead and just start at number four. This this is uh, um, what's I forgot what her name is, and yeah. I feel bad about this. I don't remember Judy, her name. Judy, uh, can I remember her last name? It doesn't say it right up front here. It, it probably says it on the video. It did say it on the video, but anyway. Right. So this this lady here, um, I guess, has had a real uh, puzzled past, mm-hmm. um, getting in trouble with the police for some some shit that they say she committed. And in the mm-hmm. video, she says that they, you know, she didn't do those things, and actually went to court and proved beyond a reasonable doubt that she did not, in fact, steal the documents. That right. they were that, planted in her home. They were planted. She's arguing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, well, a lot of people that we, when we share this, some mm-hmm. some people from who were just willing to keep their head in the sand about this whole situation. They're like, oh, well, that lady was already arrested for this and that. And, you know, and she, and she was she was caught, you know, stealing from her company. And, mm-hmm. and it's like it, it addresses in the video. It says exactly what's going on. So it's like they're just they hear that and then they discount everything else she says. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody even said, oh, well, she's an, she's a known anti-vaxxer. Um which in the video she specifically says she's not. So it's right. like, you know, you can tell when people have actually watched the video or when mm-hmm. they're just spouting bullshit because they just want to disagree with things that right. they, you know, but you know, it, 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 the sad thing is, is it's like we can have opinions on what's going on. We can, we can be concerned that the coronavirus is a legit issue, but at the same time also be concerned about what else is going on. Who, you know, we already know that the government will take advantage of a crisis mm-hmm. in any way they can. Right. Um, the question is, in what ways are they doing that? Right. Are they doing that? If so, how are they achieving it? What kind of tactics are they using? How this much is, are they overreaching with this whole situation? Exactly. And they, these are questions that mm-hmm. just in just to ask them means that somehow we're we want we want everybody's grandmothers to get sick. And it's like that's not accurate at all i don't want right. anybody to get sick not not at all not even for a minute so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and jump into this y'all can watch it. it's 25 minutes it's it's very riveting good stuff please do your own research on this of course um you don't want to sit there and just take our word for it or this video's word for it do your research and find out what they're talking about so let's see uh, you pause i don't want you to play yet i want to go to four minutes if i had a producer i could have already had this queued up because you know that's just how we roll but we're gonna go to four minutes. Okay, we'll just start at three fifty six. Like in our freedom, but we can forget that. humanity because we'll be killed by this agenda. All right. So this particular segment I'm about to play has to do with Fauci, mm-hmm. and he's been the guy that's been basically at the at the head of the line here, the forefront of the whole the coronavirus. Forefront, yeah, yeah, thank you. Telling everybody else how we should handle this, what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like the voice of above everybody else's voice that people are listening to. Right. So check this out and just let you know, I mean, let me know what you think. Yeah. So Anthony Fauci. My name is uh, Dr. Tony Fauci. I'm the director. Of- the man who is heading the pandemic task force was involved in a cover-up. He directed the cover-up. And in fact, everybody else was paid off 
and paid off big time. Millions of dollars in funding from Tony Fauci, Tony Fauci's organization, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. These investigators that committed the fraud continue to this day to be paid big time by the NIAID. And the whole world is listening to his advice for how to handle this current pandemic. How do we know that what he's saying is what we need to be learning? Okay, now that's a question. Yeah, that is a a legit question. Mm -hmm. You should never, even us, obviously, we're just a couple of yahoos sitting in a fucking tiny building in the middle of Tennessee. You know, don't don't (laughs) pay it. But it's not like we haven't been discussing this before most anybody else was. Exactly. Even the mainstream media. What he just asked was a legitimate question you should be asking before you take the advice of anybody, whether they're wearing a fucking suit or not. Right. You know, whether they're. On official letterhead, whether they're in front of the news cameras and they've got some official like uh, uh, header running underneath them or, you know, whatever, however official they look. Mm-hmm. In matter of fact, in terms of propaganda goes, the more official they look, the more you should be asking these questions. Right. There's nothing wrong with asking the questions. Let's mm-hmm. continue here. What he's saying is absolute uh, propaganda and, and the same kind of propaganda that he's perpetrated to kill millions since 1984. We know from this study quite clearly that there will be a delay in progression significantly greater than for individuals who do not take the drug. It started really when I was 25 years old. I was part of the team that isolated HIV from the saliva and blood of the patients from France, where Luc Montagnier had originally isolated the virus. This was a confirmatory study, but Tony Fauci and Robert Gallo were working together then to spin the story in a different way. At that time, Dr. Rossetti was out of town, and Tony Fauci says, um, you know, we understand that you have a paper in press, and we want a copy of it. And I said, yes, there's a paper in press, and it's confidential, and no, I will not give you a copy of it. (laughs) He started screaming at me, and he said, give us the paper right now. Or, or you'll be fired for insubordination. And I just said, I'm sure when Dr. Rossetti gets back, you can have the conversation. And so Frank comes back, you know, several weeks later and is really bullied into giving Fauci the paper. Fauci holds up the publication of the paper for several months while Robert Gallo writes his own paper and takes all the credit. And of course, patents are involved. This delay of the confirmation, you know, literally led to spreading the virus around, um, you know, killing millions. All right. So, yeah, that, that was when she said that there were patents involved, of mm-hmm. course, you know, that's one thing that I don't think should be. I, I don't know. There's some real sketch shit going on around patent law. Yeah. First of all. And, you know, pharma, when, big pharma is making their money off of this shit. Right. And I when mean, it, I mean, I, I kind of understand the premise or the idea behind it, but it obviously, like anything else, gets abused. And the idea being that, you know, if, if you're going to put all this uh, time, effort, money, resources into developing a drug, you want to make sure that you can actually get the the patent on that and have exclusive rights to manufacture that drug right. coming up, you know, for the next, I think it's like 20 years or whatever the, whatever the case is. I know the, the, the Viagra pill recently became more generic, you know, the, the mm-hmm. other companies could start to, to, to comp- compete and manufacture. Yeah. Right. And I, I do understand that. 
However, when you have everything set up where these government-funded companies are able to create these drugs on taxpayer dollar and then able to file for the patent and then make the money on that patent, Mm -hmm. like, that's a huge conflict of interest right there. Right. And I'm like, that's, I don't know, there just seems like a a system that could be way too easily rigged and messed with and, and, and it's just... Once you said that, I'm like, oh, this, that does make a lot of sense. And I've heard about this in my research, you know, from prior or other incidences and things mm-hmm. like where, where, uh, you know, these big drug companies are constantly just, just you, you're abusing the system basically yeah. and, and keeping the little people out. And they, they've got the uh, FDA in their back pocket where the FDA makes it almost impossible to bring any new drug to market because of all the testing and millions of dollars that are required before you can even think about putting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's so much involved in it. You know, a lot of people say we got this shitty healthcare system. Uh, this is what happens when you let capitalists run the healthcare system. But honestly, our healthcare system is anything but a <laughs> capitalist system. You have the incentives entirely in the wrong place, entirely in the wrong. You know, the the, the balance is. I, I, I can't remember if I'm going to get to it later or right now, but there was something we were. Okay, we'll get to it later because uh, yeah. We'll get to it later. I have it in my notes. So let me, let me if, if you had nothing to, get, nothing to add. No, on. no, no. I mean, you're kind of covering everything that I would have said anyway. So just, you know. Okay, so I'm going to. I'm he- just going to sit here and smile. <laughs> you're going to sit there and smile. He's doing a great job. You're doing a great job. 7.53 is the time code for this one. If you're. Who died from HIV. How can a man who's giving, any any person who's giving global advice for health own a patent in the solution in the vaccine. Isn't that a conflict of interest or shouldn't it be? It is a conflict of interest. Right. And in fact, this is one of the things that I, I've been saying and would like to say to President Trump, repeal the Bayh-Dole Act. Okay, the Bayh-Dole Act. Um, did you have a chance to look that up? I did not. It does go into a little bit of detail here about what that is because I'd never heard of it. So I'm going to go ahead and play this next little bit for that as okay. well. It's it's another minute 15, but right. it's it's uh, this thing is very jam-packed with information. So if it seems like I'm playing a little bit longer clips, it's it's because I am. But it's also a lot to unpack as well. To right, right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So... Becky watched the video. I feel for her. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, I've never heard of this woman until we, I watched this video this morning. I woke up and that was I, I literally didn't even get up out of bed. Um, and I watched this video because it, it was like the third person sent it to me. And and I was sent to sent. It was sent to me by people that don't normally send me anything. That's what happened to me. I got two messages on Facebook Messenger from people that I normally don't hear from. Just sent me this clip. Yeah. And I started watching it and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, right, super, well. super weird. So it's it's yeah. it's apparently resonating with a lot more people, and I think a lot of people are starting to wake up to. But I think people want us to discuss it as well. They know that we've been covering this quite often. Right, that helps a lot too. <laughs> anyway, let's 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 hear a little more about that that act she was talking about. Bayh-Dole fundamentally changed the way universities approach technology transfer, uh, and you can see that best in the statistics. Universities obtain 16 times as many patents today as they did in 1980. Now, everybody's getting more patents, but still, universities' share of all patents in the United States is more than five times greater than it was before Bayh-Dole. 
the situation has gotten so bad uh, that one uh, information technology industry official has publicly referred to universities as, quote, crack addicts, unquote, driven by, quote, small-minded tech transfer offices addicted to patent royalties. That act gave government workers the right to patent their discoveries. So to, to claim intellectual property for discoveries that the taxpayer paid for. Ever since that happened in the early 80s, it destroyed science. And this allowed the development of those conflicts of interest. And this is the crime behind letting somebody like Bill Gates with billions of dollars. Nobody elected him. He has no medical background. He has no expertise. But we let people like that have a voice in this country while we destroy the lives of millions of people. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. Yeah, that mm. <laughs> that seems legit. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that, yeah, big hums, big hums. So you know, definitely thing, need to look into that Bidole Bi Act, I think is what you called it. Uh, yeah, we'll look into that. But the thing I, the problem I have here is, is that you're starting to see more than just the overreach with, with Bill Gates. You are seeing a man that is worth billions of dollars taking it upon himself to go above government at this point and do whatever he wants to do with, with that money. There's no telling what he's got his hands involved in. And it's almost scary to think that a man with this much money has got that much power mm -hmm. to be able to make legitimate decisions bypassing everybody. And it makes you wonder how much he's now got his hands in the mix of with the COVID-19 situation. Yeah, there ain't we no don't know. I keep seeing his name come up. I haven't looked into it myself. I have not I taken the time to look into I've it. But seen I, I keep seeing pieces, his name come up a lot lately. But it's scary to think that somebody I would consider from the private sector having this much involvement with COVID-19. My question is, why? Why is he having so much involvement with this current pandemic? It doesn't make any sense. Nobody else is that I'm aware of. Have you heard of any, Have you heard of anybody else? I mean, not not I as mean, a major not as a major figurehead like that. Right, that keeps coming up time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. But one one of the things she mentioned in there was about, and it's and it's an issue that keeps coming up in a lot of different uh, areas. It's the idea that these companies can make the taxpayers pay for the costs, and they get mm -hmm. and and you privatize the profits. Right, and that's not a good system for no. long term success of any for anybody. No. Like that's again conflict of interest. Yep. So we're gonna move forward to thirteen sixteen, and this is about the uh, doctors' reactions to CDC guidelines. Um, this is this is more in line with the video we watched uh, that we discussed and broke down last. It was last week, wasn't it? God, it seems like forever ago. It has been a busy news week. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right, here we go. We'll just play it. <laughs> I've seen so many doctors online that have made their own webcam videos just perplexed by the protocol that the CDC. Uh-oh. Rot row. <laughs> so we're loading. The circle of death. All right, we'll pause that for just a second. Let it load up. All right, so basically. We've been booted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, we're, I, think we're, I think we're still on. Let's take a yeah. couple comments while we wait on that. Um. Yeah, Troy says this clip has been all over my timeline. Yeah, it's it. I've seen it. I've seen it uh, quite a few times in a different few different formats. Um, a lot of people, if you do end up not being able to find it, if you're trying to share it, is to head over to BitChute and you can find it there because they're not taking it down. It's still on our Facebook page. 
Yep. As of right now. So it's been up for seven hours. I think part of the reasons why it's still there is we don't have as many shares and likes and comments. So it's not being flagged by Facebook as something that's gone viral. Yeah, that's possible. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, you're just not going to play at all, huh? I see how you are. You know what? I got a solution for you, buddy. Go to our Facebook page. We'll just, no, we'll just uh, reload the page and try again. Okay. I've seen so many doctors online that have made their own webcam videos just perplexed by the protocol that the CDC had given them. Well, last Friday, I received a seven-page document that sort of told me that if I had an 86-year-old patient that had pneumonia but was never tested for COVID-19, but sometime after she came down with pneumonia, we learned that she had been exposed to her son who had no symptoms, but later on was identified with COVID-19, that it would be appropriate to diagnose on the death certificate COVID-19. When I'm writing up my death report, I'm being pressured to add COVID. Why is that? Why are we being pressured to add COVID to maybe increase the numbers and make it look a little bit worse than it is? I think so. Why would they want to skew the number of deaths due to COVID-19? Well, fear is a great way to control people. And sometimes people's ability to think for themselves is paralyzed if they're frightened enough. There is so much truth right there in yeah. just that one little sentence he said. That Yeah, that one line really stood out. And, and that's yeah. actually, I, I put up a post recently about that, is the two major, basically the two major driving forces for human behavior is, is self-interest mm -hmm. or fear. Fear. Fear and panic. And if you want to get somebody to do something, make them, you know, scare them. They're not going to think critically. They're not going to take the time to ask these questions. Mm -hmm. and, and, and anybody that does... They end up looking like the enemy. That oh, you're just trying to kill us too. You gotta, yeah. you gotta go. I'm scared of you too. Now you're seeing a lot of this in conversations on social media, where you can tell the ones that are severely feared by this whole situation, and because they they have so much fear within them, it, it's I'm wearing a mask everywhere I go, and and gloves, and this and that, and I'm I'm just gonna stay home and. You know, you people going out with no mask on or putting your family and you know friends in danger, and I'm thinking. Does the government and, and does these people have this much control of your thought process? Because your inability to think for yourself has now gone out the window. Yeah, pretty completely. Much. Pretty much. Pretty much. And how do you how do you sway somebody back away from that fear side? How do you bring them back to reality to well, make them realize, wait a minute, this is not all you shouldn't be that fearful of this. I mean, we all should be fearful, fearful of everything. But at, to what degree? That, what limit? Right. And that's what we have to ask ourselves. How much of this should we be worried about? One thing that stuck with me a long time is, is somebody, I can't remember who said this, but they said that you cannot reason somebody out of something they were not reasoned into. Mm -hmm. Right. So basically, if, if you're already, if they're, if you're, if they're coming at it from a, a position of fear because they've already, they're, they're already fearful <clears throat> and they're yeah. already in that position that they're already in that mindset yeah. and they were put there by irrational thoughts, mm -hmm. you're not going to somehow give them rational thoughts to deliver them the, the freedom that you, you want them to have so the mental I, freedom that you want them okay, to have. You know? So with that being said, how do you, how do you draw them back a little bit? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you do. I don't know. I, do I you think, think you just have keep having those conversations with them. I mean, some people sure. Absolutely. But I mean, but you, for, you think for the most part, it's not possible. I don't think so. No. Not, not based on my past experience anyway. Hmm. I don't know what that was, but around here in the South, we drive loud trucks. So that was a loud ass truck just went by. I'm yeah, pretty it was sure y'all just truck. picked that up. Mm -hmm. um, 
I often wondered about that human behavior because I would almost think that if people are so fear struck into something that's going on, such as COVID-19 and they've become so dependent on Anthony, uh, Fauci, I think it's, what was his, that's his last name, right? Fauci. Fauci, I'm sorry, Fauci. Yeah. I almost kind of wonder. Dude ain't even got the common decency to put two C's or, or a C-H in his name. It doesn't look like Fauci to me. I, I just. F-A-U-C-I. I, I, I almost kind of wonder what goes on in the in the minds of those who who live with that sort of fear. Like, are is this common in their life? Is this something that they that they use all the time? You know, are, are they just. Are they germaphobes or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's something going on here that... Are you talking about the people that are afraid all the time? Or yeah, are you talking about the people that, are, people that the are using fear as a control mechanism? Well, probably both. I mean, the people that are easily feared, I mean, are not feared, but are fearful of things like this. What What is the driving force behind that? Why are they believing people automatically rather than taking the time to just sit down, do your research, do your well, studies? I, could, I would say the number one problem or one of the major problems is they were never taught how to think critically in the, in the first right. place. Um, to think critically goes against... Uh, everything we're talking about like it you, it makes you dangerous in the right. eyes of those in power just so happens that our public school system is operated or, and controlled by those that are in power mm-hmm. they have a deep incentive to make sure to exclusively not teach you critical thinking skills mm. um i personally didn't I, I you know i i it's it's ironic because i remember many times seeing problems come up in my math book um, word problems. Critical thinking mm-hmm. was the heading yeah, on I remember, it. Yeah. And then you would do and you do the problem. Mm-hmm. It wasn't critical thinking. That was just a word problem to teach you the the method that they were currently the basic working. Fundamentals on. of what they're yeah. Like the, so so it kind of the same way they 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 use different words to describe things to make you think you're learning critical thinking. Right. You're not. You're just not. I, I'm sorry. I did not learn critical thinking until. I was probably in my mid twenties and I started doing research by myself and I started learning how to think, why to think, what, what is it that makes something true? Mm-hmm. What is it that makes something believable? Uh, what is it that kind of makes people, what, what are the, what are the driving forces for human behavior and, and start putting those pieces together and starting to create this kind of mesh of your, your belief system. I didn't learn that until I was about mid twenties. Other, other than that, the world was so confusing to me. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's just feels chaotic. So when you're in that position, I'm just picturing people that are still me in my early 20s in that position in a mental state of total chaos Mm -hmm. where you couldn't apply the same principles to your family as you could to your government, as you could to your job, as you could to your school. You know, it had it's your church, your religion. You had to have almost these this compartmentalized version of reality where. If you try to put the two together, they don't make sense. But as long as we're in church, we're, we're following these rules. And as long as we're over here at job, I'm following these rules. And if I'm at home, I'm following these principles. And it's like, if I'm in that state of chaos and disorder, how easy is it going to be to put me in a fear state? Mm-hmm. Especially when I don't have the ability to think critically. Super, super easy. Like, not, it's not even a challenge. It's child's play. I think for does that, me, does that make sense? No, like, it does. I, I think for me, it's when I started to think critically for myself, it was going against everything that I was told or that I'm hearing on the news or in the papers mm-hmm. or on the radio or on social media. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I started to believe at some point that I was that, I was that conspiracy theorist guy. I was the one with the tinfoil hat because 
the research and the things that I was finding would go against everything that everybody else was discussing and talking about. You start to understand that when you start thinking for yourself, it's okay to stand alone and not with others. Because when you stand alone, you don't have people chirping in your ear hey, telling that, you, hey, what 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 you need to believe. This yeah. is what we're, I, I need to tell you this because this is how I feel. Because this person over here told me, now I'm going to tell you. No. That you standing shut alone, that down. That, even that standing alone right. thing is mm-hmm. scary in and of itself. It is. It, it's that tall poppy syndrome. You become it's, a punching bag for others who think that it's okay to attack you because it goes against the ideology of what every, everybody else has been told. Right. And it's you go reason, against the grain. You and, know? And, and, so. and honestly, it's the reason why it's so easy for these totalitarian dictatorships to come into countries like mm-hmm. North Korea, like so, uh, Soviet Russia, like, right. uh, you know, Maoist China, where you turn people against each other, you know, it mm-hmm. becomes taboo to speak up for yourself to, to be a dissenting voice um, and it just makes it super easy to control people it's it's terrifying and I hope we don't end up going that route but man you know you see these people that are buying up all the, this 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 media nonsense hook line and sinker and we'll get to that as well uh, putting in the comments uh, she, she said I actually had a friend say he wished they would make everyone stay home and pay them two thousand dollars a month Pudding, I hate to break it to you. No. You already know this because you're even right in the comment. You already know this. And the fact that you put an exclamation point at the end tells me you know this. <laughs> Your friend's a fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> That's name calling. We don't do that. No, we, we, we do as long as it's not in the group. <laughs> Your friend's a fucking idiot. Because, I mean, <sighs> let, let's, I mean, everybody's, everybody who pays attention to the national debt knows, hey, that debt's going higher and higher and higher. These numbers, Somebody's going to have to pay for These numbers it. are astronomical numbers that you can't even wrap your little minds around. I'm this sorry. This is something that our great-grandkids are going to end up having to feel the effects from. So, no doubt. Yeah. It's it's rude. It's inconsiderate. It's to, It shows a total disregard for future generations. Yeah. You know, we're, we're putting our kids and our grandkids in a position where they're going to have to be suffering our stupidity right well and if not enough people stand up and fight back against this bullshit Mm -hmm. and call it for what it is it's going to be even worse for them do you think that this virus has has the potential and the way we're seeing the overreach in government the way we're seeing that law enforcement is you know you just had a lady that was arrested for trying to reopen her hair salon yeah she was trying to put food on her table to feed her family. Yeah, went to jail for seven days right. because she was opening her nail salon when you against s- orders by the by the governor. But there's no law in place. Mm-mm. No, you have to go through a chain of command in order to put a law into place that was not done. It was executive now, order. It doesn't matter. I, I get it. it. I get matter. it. You were preaching so, to the choir, buddy. <laughs> my 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 concern with this whole situation right now is that because we're all over the place with this whole COVID nineteen situation, and you. We're starting to see a pushback. We, we started to see it with a lot of the rallies and demonstrations to reopen states. Mm-hmm. How much longer are we going to keep this country closed to a point to where people are going to start being pretty volatile towards one another? I mean, this is going to this. We had a discussion about this a little over a month ago, mm-hmm. actually, maybe a little longer back when we started discussing the whole COVID situation you know, long before it made it to the States. And we even had the discussion. And I remember telling you, it's going to get to a point where it it could possibly and potentially get dangerous to the fact that people will resort to do whatever they can to provide for their families at all costs, at all means necessary. We're starting to see that. 
Yeah, I do remember hear, hearing a story. I know it's just anecdotal, but I remember hearing reading a story. I think it was a medium guy talking about all of the new survival skills he's had to incorporate into his life that he never thought he would have to. A right. uh, guy lives in Venezuela, and he talks about how you know how everything just kind of went all downhill. Um, the way that the way their economy just went to total shit and just he's just documenting and just in disbelief that he had to even do this mm-hmm. all of the survival skills the day-to-day just things he's doing to make it by I'm like that's that's not cool <laughs> at all like and and, and <clears throat> many of us can see us heading that like walking off that cliff full speed ahead blindfolds on mm-hmm. with our fingers in our ears screaming la 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 mm-hmm. we see it coming you know, and the crazy part about and there's this like is, five of us. Sorry, there's like five of us. You know, I, I know. And you know, just speaking in large numbers, there's like five of us in the whole country, like trying, like, hey, guys, hey, whoa, hello, <laughs> come on back. You know, you know what the scary part about this? If you look at the timeline correlation to the way everything has happened up to this point, and you go back and look at our videos, everything that we've discussed or warned people about have now happened. Yeah, that is scary, dude. Yeah. I got the chills when I went back and started doing some research on our own videos of things that we discussed, things that we talked about, what we warned people about, what we told them what was going to happen. So like when you do now research, you, back, you use our videos as source material? I, dude, it was, it was because I, re, I start remember conversations we had yeah. and you go back and you listen to them. They're like, and I'm like, we called that like we did with this tonight. Yeah. Like we, we're, it aggravates me that. We're, we're, it's almost like we're standing in this massive building with nothing in it and we're screaming to the top of our lungs in hopes that somebody hears us mm-hmm. and nobody is not one person because if you go back and you start looking at the timeline of the videos that we've put out we have told everybody what potentially could happen and it all started with the conversation where you talked about you know hey guys you might want to buy up you know stock up on a little bit of food no reason to have any kind of alarm or or you know freak out about anything it wasn't even a month later people are fucking hoarding toilet toilet paper oh it was one <laughs> yeah i, <laughs> I mean it's just the timeline is just it's interesting so you heard it here first folks you heard it here first yeah that's what he's saying all right i want to get well, into it's this. not even so much that dude it's just it well, it's, frustrates it's, it's, it's because me, you know? we, it's because we we know how these patterns work and we know how these things kind of operate. We we kind of get a, a sense of it. Mm-hmm. We we're old enough. We've been around long enough, and mm-hmm. we kind of get a general idea about where these things go and how these things happen. So you know, when we sit there and go, "Hey, there's a pretty good chance that X is going to happen," mm-hmm. or you know, maybe. And then when it comes around to next month, and oh, look look at that, they weren't so stupid, were they? They knew what was going on. Oh, and, guess what? And, we and a told- month from now, we're going to be looking back at this video, going, "Huh." And we told people not even a couple of weeks ago that when everybody came out of this shelter in place, everybody's going to get sick. Now watch, give it about a month or two. If they reopen everything, everybody's going to get sick, not from the coronavirus, but the fact that everybody's immune system has gone to shit, Yeah, you know, and we've already had that conversation. When was that conversation had? Last week. Well, let's play the so. next, let's play the next clip here. See. Sorry, I, I didn't no, mean to get on a rant. You're, no, you're fine. That's, <laughs> this, this is all important stuff because it's, it's not about the video itself. It's about uh, everything else surrounding it, you know? Our video is really choppy too. That's not good. Ooh. Oh, we're jumping. Yeah, I had to fast forward. Yeah, I think we're caught up now. Okay. From an infection. I've talked with doctors who have admitted that they are being incentivized to list patients that are sick or have died with COVID-19. Yeah, $13,000 for Medicare, if you call it COVID-19. 
Right now, Medicare has determined that if you have a COVID-19 admission to the hospital, you'll get paid $13,000. If that COVID-19 patient goes on a ventilator, you get $39,000, three times as much. And you've killed them with the ventilator because you gave them the wrong treatment. Mm. And you've killed them with the ventilator because you mm. gave them the wrong treatment. And guess who's making ventilators? And it's like, guess, hmm, well, what, what, who, wait, what? Isn't one of the car automakers making ventilators? Uh, yeah, that I don't know. I thought that was... I don't know. You you might be right, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm not going to say who because I could have my automakers mixed up, but I know it's one of them. So, right. yeah. You know, it's funny. We were talking about this last week before this even was put out. So, we... <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I did start looking that up, and, and I hate to use Snopes, but it, it's the first one that popped up. And it was interesting that even Snopes sits there and says that that claim is a mixture of true. Um, what they say, and, and I, again, I don't like using Snopes because they're incredibly biased. Um, they're, they've been caught time and time again, you know, basically ignoring anything that goes against the narrative. So what they do say, though, is it is plausible that Medicare is paying hospital fees for some COVID-19 cases in the range of the figures given by Dr. Scott Johnson, a Minnesota state senator, during a Fox News interview. Now, what's false, they say, is, however, Medicare does not uh, make standard one-size-fits-all payments to hospitals for patients admitted with COVID-19 diagnosis and placed on ventilators. The $13,000 and $39,000 figures appear to be based on generic industry estimates for admitting and treating patients with similar conditions. Okay. Now, I went over and checked factcheck.org, which is a little better than Snopes, but not much. But they, they did say... Um, so, uh, yeah, they just made the same claim. $13,000, $39,000 for the ventilator. Um, basically they were, they were, they're talking about the meme that was going around saying this. So the figures cited by Jensen generally square with estimated Medicare payments for COVID-19 hospitalizations based on average Medicare payments for patients with similar diagnoses. Uh, Medicare, the federal health insurance program for Americans 65 and older, a, uh, central at risk population when it comes to COVID-19 pays hospitals in part using fixed rates at discharge based off of grouping system known as diagnosis related groups. Okay, now I'm not, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world in terms of medical terminology and stuff, but if I'm reading that correctly, it's saying that, okay, it's false that they're doing this specific one-size-fits-all payments for COVID-19. What the reality is, is they're actually, they have kind of a, a, a set totals amounts they give based on the diagnosis and based on the treatment suggested. That's kind of, am I... Is that what you're getting from that too? Like I'm just getting the fact that they're still getting paid. They're getting paid if they claim it as a COVID-19 case. Right. Regardless. Well, now what they were saying is much. they're going to get paid whether it's COVID-19 or right. whether it's for a heart surgery or whether it's for a chronic cough or a back injury or you know whatever the whatever it is they have a like a like a, a database a chart that they go down. Okay, well for this thing for this age for this. Uh, set of conditions you're gonna we're gonna send them x amount of dollars here you go here's a here's a check for these this is what you all say and you guys seem to be pretty well within in line of all the other hospitals in the area you know obviously a, a hospital can't go well all of our cases were COVID-19 because that's the highest paying one mm-hmm. well they're gonna get in trouble for fraud obviously but right. still the fact is you know if if you have an incentive to 
uh, to, to change someone's diagnosis based on the amount of money you stand to earn or not earn, but get for that diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Like you're damn straight. You're going to take a little bit off the top here and there. You're going to go ahead and fudge some numbers, change some paperwork around a little bit, go ahead and misdiagnose someone. Oh, what's the harm? They got their medicine. This It, it was the same medicine regardless. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? There's, so do you think that's where, when we did the show last week, we were talking about the, the funeral homes that were fudging their numbers or were learning that the, the, the cause of death was in fact what the hospitals were putting on there was COVID-19 when it mm-hmm. should have been something else. Right. And, and then you, I mean, you, you saw in the clip earlier. The puzzles together to suggest that they are fudging the numbers yeah. in order to get the federal funding, which we discussed last week before any of the shit came out and weeks prior you know, we knew this was, even if it's $500 extra to say that this person's got COVID-19. Yeah. Statistically, it, it's going to boost their numbers to show the mortality rate a lot higher than what it should be. You right, know, right. Just, so, so everybody involved in this has an incentive to increase the numbers because they get more funding. Mm-hmm. And because of the chaos of it all, right. and because it's a big deal in the news media, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to go ahead and add a few more COVID-19 related you know, whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. And then that's, then we end up getting these stories coming out all the time about, Hey, this, this, uh, my, my relative didn't have it. He was actually in there for a whole nother reason. Right. And yet they put that he died of this COVID-19 shit. And that's not true. And you get a bunch of stories like that. You get enough of those stories and you start to start to see a pattern. Yeah, you do. You know, uh, and then and, it also raises a lot of red flags to other people such as us. We're like, wait a minute, what's go- what's really going on here? Why all, all of a sudden are these numbers increasing when statistically they shouldn't be? Because the underlying cause or health reason as to why they passed is not because of COVID. It's because of a heart attack. It's because of diabetes. It's because of whatever the situation might have been. Pre-existing health conditions mm-hmm. is what the underlying cause is. Now, COVID, you know, COVID-19 might have helped progress the situation what you've already had, but that's not the premise of the actual death itself right. was COVID-19. And that's what I have a problem with is people can't seem to correlate the difference between the two. You didn't die of a virus. You died of an actual medical problem you had. Oh, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think it's that. I think it's just, they're just doing it on purpose because right. they're incentivized to do so. Yeah. It's why you have the doctor saying, hey, they, they're, you know, because you're, you're not going to have your, your medical coding professional come in and say, hey, guys, check it out. We're going to actually make a lot more money if, uh, you know, we, we say it's this versus that. They're going to come in, they're going to say something a little bit more smooth about it. You know, they're going to kind of drop hints and drop little clues and say, yeah, you know, if, if it'd be nice if you could, you know, maybe say it was this or that, you know, they'll say it a different way to avoid the trouble, obviously. And that's why, like I said, the, the doctors are saying, hey, I'm being kind of push toward doing that they're not outrightly saying it more than likely right. but they're definitely you know you you can you know how you can kind of feel that kind of message that they're trying to push you toward a certain way you know without outright saying it, it i think it's a lot of that going on if you ask me all right i need to play a couple more clips here we really want to get to this exposed cbs project veritas because it fits in line with all of this stuff so i want to go to 1639 on the video on the video 1639 is where we're going to be starting this one here. 
vaccine? Is there? All right. In a survey polling nearly 2,300 doctors in some 30 countries, hydroxychloroquine was ranked as the most effective medication to treat the virus. The AMA was saying, so you know, doctors will lose oh. their license if they use hydroxychloroquine, the anti-malarial drug that's been on the list of essential medicine Thanks. worldwide for 70 years. Dr. Fauci calls that anecdotal data. It's not storytelling if we have thousands of pages of data saying it's effective against these families of viruses. This is essential medicine, and they keep it from the people. Not only now, but back in autism. Yeah, we'll play the rest of that here in a minute. But yeah, the fact that doctors are being threatened to lose their licenses if they prescribe this stuff. Mm -hmm. This was something they mentioned back early on in March that they were saying that this this medicine right here was actually working. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you just kind of disappeared out of the news. What, yeah. what happened to it? Yeah, Because doctors People were being forgot. told. No, People I forgot. I, I remember so. Trump <laughs> saying something on national TV talking about this specific medicine was helping people. Yeah, It wasn't Clorox and... You know, it wasn't Lysol. <laughs> it was this medication. Clearly. Now but that, then all of a sudden, it disappeared out of the news. You're not hearing about it anymore. Yeah. It kind of reassures everything that we've been talking it's, about yeah, from what she's telling yeah, us. Yeah, and that's that's why I want to be real careful about making sure we still research it to make sure. Because, right. you know, we, we have researched it. We have found out a lot of the stuff. And it, this just happens to fit in line with what we've already been talking about. So I do count on people with alternate opinions to call us I on don't. it to say hey <laughs> by the way you know so it, listen if this lady's full of shit give me a legit reason why and, and you can't use the fact that she was arrested for whatever it was she was arrested for because as far as i could tell that's total bullshit and you, it's, you it's a repeating that. pattern that you know they've done this to many many people to get them to shut up yeah why why would you make a drug available to the public to make a disease go away when you can keep a disease going and make profit off of it Right. It's no different than cancer. There's no incentive I mean, for cure. Right. So, yeah, you exactly. Cure, you cure it. Guess what? You're not making money. Right. The money goes away. The incentives are all wrong. Right. Anyway. Take it for what it's let's worth. Con let's continue. This, this, hey. this part here was a little haunting here. Autism with our discovery, there was an old antiviral drug, 100-year-old drug called Suramin, on the WHO list of essential medicine. It literally gave kids with autism a voice, a life. What did Bayer and Monsanto do? They took it away from everybody. You couldn't get it to save your life right now. We tried. Believe me, every way we could. So when you take away a medicine, and not just the WHO, not just the WHO, the FDA, the CDC, Tony Fauci, Close everything. Just end it all and we've got a healthy world again. And we got tons of money because we can take all that money they're making on their patents and we can give it to the victims of this plague of corruption. It makes perfect sense. Mm, Jesus Christ. It makes perfect sense. You know, and, and what she just listed was all of the major government-ran organizations that everybody's like, hey, we're going to listen to them. Facebook and YouTube are like, hey, unless the CDC says it or the WHO says it, we're going to go ahead and shut down that video because we don't want to be getting some fake news information out there. Right. And hence why this video keeps disappearing off the internet all over the place. Yep. It's, it's complete bullshit. <laughs> and, and it just makes me want to go look into it even deeper. Like, Yeah, does, that, doesn't that's just social it. media just, realize look, the more you take this down, the more people are going to want to find out more about it? Yeah. Look, five, five years ago, I would have watched this video and been like, man, that sounds like some conspiratorial bullshit. I don't know, man. But then when you start seeing a pattern of they're trying actively to take these videos down, 
get them out of out from in front of people, that makes you go, hmm, let's see what that's about. <laughs> that makes that really piques my curiosity. You know, it's interesting because it's like trying to clean up a, a crime scene, but let, leaving blood on your shoe. You know, I mean, it's still visible to other people, but you're still trying to sweep this under the rug like nothing ever happened. Right. And the problem with it is, is that, you know, as this carries on throughout the years, and as we always know, we as people become smarter. Well, some of us do. And like I said just a few minutes ago, you know, when you start critically thinking for yourself, you become that that person that stands alone with that tinfoil hat on. You look crazy to everybody else. You know, Alex Jones, how, how many times has he been right about so much shit? That dude is off his fucking rocker. He's a crazy individual. Right. But you know what? Damn it. He's got a lot of things right. You know, yeah. and it's why he has such a large following. You can't deny it's, it. You can't deny that. When when you step out of the norm and you become a voice for that that group of people, you know, you're you're talked down to, you're shunned upon. You're crazy. You're an idiot. You're this, you're that. You know, and then all of a sudden, everything that I told you what I thought was to be true does become true, does mm -hmm. become, in, you know, in fruition to what everything that I was discussing, I'm sitting back with my hands crossed like, all right, now what? You know, everything that I've told you, this is kind of something what we kind of discussed earlier was the fact that, and I even said, I said, dude, everything that we've covered has played out exactly what, we, what we've been telling people. And we're kind of careful about it. <clears throat> You know, we're not well, like, have to be. we're, we're not mean, like that. You know, see the thing, the thing is with Alex Jones, for example, yes, right. he gets a lot of stuff right, but he also gets a lot of stuff wrong. Well, yeah, that's and true. That's, and that's, that's one of the disadvantages of being on the cutting edge of all the latest information right. is like, sometimes you're not going to have it completely right. You might be in the right direction, but you're going to get stuff wrong. And then what happens is people mm -hmm. use all those points that you were wrong about. Overshadows all the things as, right they, they they just keep saying, "Oh, Alex Jones was a total loon on this. He was a total. Right. He was retarded on this. He, you know, like he think he said this and that." And then they send those articles, and they use that as a way to discount all the other times that he was right. Right. And it's like, including with this lady here, instead of talking about the points that she's making, the number one argument I'm getting back on this is that, well, this lady was arrested for this and that. You know, you can't believe. You know, I, I'm not going to pay attention to what she has to say because she was. Like, that's only if, your that's your only argument to this. No, no, I'm not getting the it's not the only argument I'm getting back, but or it's not the it's, argument, it's but the, the, the rebuttal to what, what's been going it on. It seems to be the number one kind of argument back is like they don't like people who don't believe this shit. They don't even want to watch it because they get a, a few minutes in and they're like, oh, I only watched a few minutes and you know, this was bullshit here. And I don't you know, I'm well, not going to waste my time on the other 20 minutes. Of the, like, dude, like, let's let's talk about the arguments here. Okay. What is she saying that's wrong? First of all, it's not so much believing her. I don't believe her as far as I can throw her. But yeah, we what don't, I we don't do know believe, her. we don't know. Her. Right, right. But what I do believe is is putting the pieces of the puzzle together to make one big picture here. Yeah, she's giving that's us the, a couple extra pieces. Right. It's basically we're sitting here. Our it's entire show, our entire know? show is a giant puzzle we're putting together. Right. This lady here gave us a couple extra pieces. Right. And we're just we're just taking them pieces and seeing how they fit. If so they fit. so we take we take the the the, the pandemic puzzle pieces we take project veritas puzzle pieces we take you know just everything from the doctors that we've been seeing from dr erickson we, we take those pieces of the puzzle 
you know, the more of the puzzle pieces we're putting together, it, it's starting to, to give us that picture that we want to see. Yeah. And we're getting closer and closer and closer. Now, everybody that doesn't want to believe it is going to say, oh, well, they're lying about this. They don't want you to believe this. This is not what you're supposed to do. You mean to tell me you're going to argue somebody and go against a medical professional who spent 20 years of their life researching and understanding and went to school for this, got a degree in it, and all of a sudden you're a medical expert and telling me, no, that they're wrong? What the fuck you are you serious right now? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. th this is what gets me is people don't have the capacity to understand that, you know, there are medical professionals that were told this is right. And there's medical professionals that are telling us this is wrong. And it just so happens to be the ones that are telling us wrong or higher up on this, on this ladder, you know, when we're, when we're talking about the, you know, the CDC and, and world health organization. And it's like, why are they not correlating? You know, why are they not coming together it, to make one big puzzle piece? Why is what they're talking about different than your average nurse and doctor? You have to yeah. ask yourself that. Why are they? Why is the contrast of this so different? Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be. No, not you're both not are in the same medical profession. You know, so, that, that's what that's what people have to do is they have to step back and say, okay, one doctor's right, one doctor's wrong, but you both went to school for the same thing. You guys should come to somewhere at least in the middle to understand that what you're telling us should be at least somewhat true, but they're not. Yeah. And that's what's just it's just weird. It's bizarre. It's just enough to make you go, hmm, what's what do Yeah. What's missing here? What you know, where something's where, not adding up. And that's it, where you either, have to ask yourself what's going on. Yeah, here. either we're being lied to we're either we're being lied to directly, which could be, or we're being there's just a, a major lack of communication somewhere. Right. Could be a little mixture of both. I don't know. But we're just asking questions. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. If you guys want to check the rest of that out, it's at plandemicmovie.com if you haven't seen it. It's their own website, so obviously it's not being pulled until maybe they're... <laughs> until the full thing comes out. Yeah, well, until their hosting provider realizes they're... You know, <laughs> you know that's, that, is, that is one thing is like even like GoDaddy.com mm -hmm. has been known to pull websites. I think they mm -hmm. actually shut down Alex Jones because they, they were hosting it through there and they shut him down. Wow. You're, you're like, everybody's got a side. Yeah. So let's, let's move on. Oh yeah. We've already, okay. I've already covered that. I've already covered that. Okay. So I want to cover this before we wrap up here. This is a project Veritas. Which I sent you the link. I saw this pop up in my feed like moments after it was Man, posted. Man, if y'all ain't heard of Project so. Veritas, again, everybody keeps on trying to say, well, this guy was arrested for this. And this guy was said, and, they, and they're like, they never want to address the actual content. Con content of the video or mm -hmm. the or the actual they always want to attack james o'keefe because Project they Veritas. have nothing else to go on they right. have no leg to stand on at all so let's see what happens let, let, let me show you guys this, this is pretty you're good. telling me you're a hundred percent certain that cbs news cbs news corporation national staged a fake event they faked the news they faked the reality and broadcasted that to all of their audience last Friday on CBS This Morning. 100% absolutely. And, uh, apparently, the news crew wanted more people in the line because they knew it was scheduled. Well, we knew they, they were coming. We had no clue that we were going to have to, like, do fake patients. Gotcha. And did she tell you guys, like, hey, you're not actually getting tested? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, she did. She just, just, just to make it look busy, having meals because they were right there. 
just to make it look busy for the news. They had ex- extra people show up. They put, I guess, the other healthcare professionals that were there in their own vehicles. Had them. You can see this video, this clip here. They actually had them go park in the cars, and they were talking about how. Let's see what they say. And then that's when they told me that you know, made majority of the line is from employees at Cherry Health. So just to make it look busier. Make it look like it's a bigger deal than it really is. Make it look like lots of people are coming to this facility to fudge the numbers or whatever. I don't even know what the, the driving force was. Please, if y'all don't do anything else tonight, go check out the rest of that video from Project Veritas. I'm not going to play the whole clip, but basically the idea is they wanted to set up a tent. The The news worked with the people that were at Cherry Health, I guess, is the place, um, to kind of create this illusion of... This pandemic that we ha- that we're going through, that I don't know, I don't know why. What was other than just to, to make it look? I don't know, man. This is so weird. Why do they feel like they have to do this? So earlier today, CBS responds, which was pretty interesting. I was a little surprised that they did. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I was mean, too. I mean, I, I was really surprised I was too, when but... you told me when I walked into the studio. You're like, have you seen this video? I'm like. I think so. No, yeah, yeah. You said, yeah, you said, yeah, I already seen it. I'm like, no, no. Well. The update. And you're like, yeah, oh. <laughs> the, the, the new, where, where CBS right. responded, but check yeah. this shit out. CBS News has issued a statement to Project Veritas. CBS News has given us this statement after the investigation showing the staged COVID testing line. I spoke with the president of CBS News, Susan Zarinsky, last night, and the statement reads, quote, CBS News did not stage anything at the Cherry Health facility. Any suggestion to the contrary is 100% false. These allegations are deeply disturbing. We reached out to Cherry Health to address them immediately. Apparently, the news crew wanted more people in the line. At least one staffer of their chief officers. Sorry. Go back. Go back. They, Cherry Health, informed us for the first time that one of their chief officers told at least one staffer to get in the testing line along with real patients. No one from CBS News had any knowledge of this prior to tonight. Yeah, so we're just looking for volunteers to go out and just drive through the tent. Yeah, she did. She just, she just, okay, so just I'm going to go a little bit farther here and check fine. this shit out. Well, we knew they, they were coming. We had no clue that we were... Quote, we and CBS News had nothing to do with that line. Well, we knew they, they were coming. We had no clue that we were going to have to, like... So they're denying that it happened. But we spoke with them again uh, just this morning. Tasha Blackman, the president and CEO, said, quote, let me be clear. Okay, now this pay, pay special attention yeah, to this particular to this, line. I, we talked about this yeah, before the did. show. And this it's like interesting. Yeah. We are not aware of CBS staging anything as part of their visit to our site. I have never spoken with the president of CBS. Quote, I did see the line of cars in that video you showed. Okay, so he didn't read the whole thing on that particular clip, but what, what she says is, let me be clear, we are not aware of CBS staging anything as part of their visit to our site. I have never spoken with the president of CBS or any other CBS executive. Okay, so she doesn't say, I've never spoken to anyone from CBS, I've never spoken to, she says specifically the president of CBS or any executive. Now, if if this story is going on and they're having you know a crew out to start filming this, 
like you're you're not going to interact with the president no. of CBS. That's you're just not, not going to happen. No. That's not his job. No. You're not going to interact with the executives. Mm-hmm. That's just not their job. That's not your contact. That's not who you you communicate with. Like it's it's nice how you you got to notice how these people word these things. And it sounds true and it probably is true, but it gives the illusion that you you get what I'm saying? It kind of gives the illusion that they never spoke spoke with anybody about this. Yep. Anyway, shared with me i can assure you that i did not instruct any staff to get in their cars and line up and i have no idea when it was filmed or who was in each car the excitement uh, it's like i seen tosh on the news already uh, already so they've got her on camera saying hey we got tasha you know somebody that works there in the line of the cars and she came in and she, <laughs> i was like jesus oh my god so they're caught at least they're responding and they're trying to get ahead of this but i'm yeah, sorry it's not working got you dead to C- rights cbs has shot themselves in the foot now the bigger question is why are they having to stage such events as they are at a hospital that's like the question that's what that you we're gotta all ask asking yourself. Why are they doing this? What is the purpose behind this? If 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 COVID nineteen is such the this big deal as the media has been telling us that it is, why would you need to stage something? Why it should be really easy for you to go out and f- and get footage of we were going to do that. Lines. We were going to do this that. Should, this should be no problem. Yeah, and something we we had discussed doing that we hadn't talked about yet though is that we we were talking about going to several hospitals here locally mm-hmm. and just kind of get a feel for what was going on but then when i reached out to a couple of my medical friends we found out that it's basically locked down like fort knox to get it even get into the er mm-hmm. so we knew that getting into the er was going to be problematic for us and it wasn't going to work out but it it just kind of this is where i i hope that when people watch this and you, you start asking the questions, why are they doing this? What is the purpose behind this? You just don't, you don't stop right there. You don't stop with just asking the question. Your next step is to do the research. Why would they do that? Okay, you know what hospital it is now. Why don't you look up, you know, the statistics of what the COVID cases are versus, you know, or in the mortality rate of what's going on where that current hospital is? Mm-hmm. Because if it's low... Then that makes sense. Is why they're staging this. You see right. what I'm saying? Right, right. I mean, if it was already high, then they wouldn't have to do this. So then, unless next- unless they've been fudging the numbers, mm-hmm. and they need, you know, the news media gets more clicks for sensationalized stories. Anyway, right. they know mm-hmm. that. That's how the mo- funding model yeah, works. We know how, yeah, yeah. But I just, I'm just spitballing here, trying to mm-hmm. figure out what kind of incentives they would have to do this. But the actual uh, facility may have already been fudging some numbers and saying, hey, we've had this many COVID-related cases. If we do a news story here and it doesn't look like we're kind of busy, it really doesn't match the reality of our numbers and we might right. get caught for fraud. So we have to make it look like we actually do have a lot of, you know, cases Well, that's here. what I'm saying. That, that could so. be a potential possibility. I'm not saying it is or isn't. But it could be. Okay, so tonight's homework for everybody that's watching. Find out where oh, this Oh, suddenly hospital- we're down to zero. Everybody left. Look at that. <laughs> find out what <laughs> hospital this is at. Do your research. Find out what their what the ratio is as far as actual COVID cases versus deaths to find out how active that hospital is. And oh, then I'm sure they're getting once inundated you get, with calls right now. <laughs> yeah, once you once you find out what your what your stats are as far as the COVID cases versus the recovery versus the mortality rate, you then want to ask yourself, why 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 were they staging cars? 
Yeah. If you only had 34 deaths, if you only had, you know, 3,000 positive cases, why are you having to do this? What's what's going on here? Why are you having to put your own employees in cars in the line to make it look like you got more? Why are we having to take the, you know, extra time to get the perfect shot so it looks like you guys are busier? So, yeah. Um, And and one thing, oh, one thing about that shot, you saw how the cars were sitting. Uh Uh-huh. And the angle of the shot. Uh-huh. Did you see the post I put in the Facebook group mm-hmm. recently um, about different perspectives where the, the photographer took yeah. two different shots? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. photographer took two different shots of the exact same line of people. Right. One from kind of a, a, a front angle where it's looking back at the line and people right. are spaced. So it looks like there's a lot of people. But when you take it from the side and you see that all these people are spaced like 10 feet apart from each other. It makes it look longer if you're taking that shot from head on. Right. It makes it look a lot more packed, a lot more busy. So the same thing may have been happening here where they, you know, you have to take the time. If you have to take the time to line up a shot, you know what you're trying to shoot for. You're trying to make Uh, it look busier. And that that shot was angled about the same as that shot on the photographer's thing that made it look like there was more people that I just, I just happened to make that connection that yeah, it was, my, this, it was the yeah, kind of same thing. That is something to think about, but also too, like I said, research the hospital, let us know what you find as far as the statistics is, you know, the COVID cases that have been tested positive mm-hmm. recovery and mortality or the death. And let us know what you find out because then you're going to answer your question as far as why they had to stage this. You know, this is a part of doing the research. This is taking the time to to go in, kind of dig deep. This mm-hmm. is what we do for the show. So, yeah, look it up, you know, just see what you find. All Let right. us know. And to wrap up tonight's show, we're going to leave it off with uh, one of our favorite segments, the yeah. What the Fuck Is That on Wish segment. Here we go, guys. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is that on Wish? And tonight on... Okay. Um, I don't... Okay, so this is a thing. I, f- I found this picture. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm going to, I kind of know what it is because I, I kind of saw the description, but I'm going to let you tell me what you think that is. <laughs> try, uh, do me a favor. I usually do this part, but do me a favor. Try to describe this to somebody who's just listening for the podcast audience. Yeah, just imagine a device grip and is that. What is that? Like that it's not that's not metal. What is that? I'm sorry, what so is So it's like a hose or some sort. Yeah, it is looks that a hose? I don't know if it's a hose or it's some kind of a like a bend bendable a bendable it, hose. Yeah, okay. It almost we'll reminds me it almost reminds me of like a mic a mic stand or something so like a, a it's got a articulating hand. positionable yeah. arm. So it's got a hand attached to the end of it. And it looks like the joints are different colors, meaning that they're yellow. The hand is kind of like a an orange Trump looking color. Um, <laughs> what what the hell is that off to the side of it on the right? What I, is that? Okay, so I believe this is extra fingernails that go on the tips here. So what I'm thinking is, what do you think that is? I think that's what they use in in schools where they teach you how to paint fingernails. Yes, that's what is it, it is. really? Yeah. That's what it is. No shit. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> but I caught the picture and I was like, that is weird looking. What the hell is that? Well, it's kind of, the reasons why I kind of thought that was is because um, when it, when women go to beauty school, they have the mannequins with the wigs on. And yeah. I guess they, that's how they learn how to cut hair. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, if that's nails off to the side, that would only mean or suggest that it's probably a way yeah. to do something. Yeah, it's a little training. training it, dummy, it, I mean, to, to most people that probably wouldn't know that are probably thinking, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I was I thought that at first and I wanted to click on it. Yeah, that and, is, and anytime, that is weird. Yeah. So. And listen, anytime y'all see 
one of those ads that come up in your feed going through Facebook or whatever. And we've been getting plenty of them, so they will be coming up on future shows. But Send them to us. Yeah. Uh, we'll 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 ask the we'll They're ask the questions. Fun. That's what we do here. Yeah. So um, this has been another episode of the Unframe of Mind Show, and uh, we're we're having those uncomfortable conversations like a champ. Morning show seven or not? Oh my God, seven o'clock. I'm not getting up seven o'clock. Nine a.m. Monday morning show. Daniel and Anthony. Daniel and Anthony. Yep. Because if he ain't happy, he's yep. got to chew up. Yeah, we missed we missed uh, this Monday. We're, no, we're we didn't miss this Sorry. Monday. I, I get a text at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I know you've been busy. I know you got shit to do. So. And I've been making money on other projects, so... You got to whore it out, man. You got to whore it out. Got to, got to make that money where I can. That's right. Anyway. Don't want to any so y'all have a good night. This has been fun. Um, especially you pudding. Um, you really are. Yeah. Hanging in there like a, yes, hair, like a hair in a biscuit. Thank you for being a true champ. And you know, when you guys actually comment, like, and share that helps our numbers, believe it or not. So. Yep. Yep. All right, y'all. All right, guys. Have a good night. I can't stop it.